0: Welcome to the 15th episode of Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. I am your host, Dr. Saran Nataki. Thank you for joining. Welcome to Power 365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. This podcast will address issues ranging from what is a phenomenal woman? Are you enough? Community service, paying it forward, the manifestation of dreams with words and action, the power in being a woman, the men who support phenomenal women, fashion, and much more. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. And uh, today I have the pleasure of sharing with you Ms. Tamaya Petaway. She is amazing in her own right. She is the Senior Vice President of Brand Integrations and Partnerships for Indemol Shine North America. So, I mean, wow, like that title is so long, so that must be. That's, that's like a big deal. <laughs> so Tamaya, welcome to Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. I'm so glad that I'm able to have you here to share this space with you and all that you offer. So welcome.
1: Awesome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here.
0: Thank you. So Tamaya, um, before we get into uh the the interview, I'd like for you to tell my listeners a little bit about um who you are and um with respect to your career and what you do.
1: Sure. Well, I am Tamaya Pedele. Um, as you just shared, I am Senior Vice President of Grant Integrations and Partnerships at Indemol Shine North America. Um, Indemol Shine is one of the world's, actually it is the world's largest independent production company. We are the producers of tons of hit series, including Big Brother and MasterChef, MasterChef Junior, uh, biggest Loser, The Real Housewives of Atlanta, The Real Housewives of Ti T.I.N. Tiny Family Hustle, Peaky Blinders, Black Mirror, just to name a couple. Um, but what I specifically do, I am responsible for driving new business and generating revenue um, with commercial partners um, and brands. So I work with many big brands to um, create Strategic partnerships across our slate of scripted and non-scripted television shows. Um, as part of that, I collaborate with our show producers and network executives to produce the on-air creative. Um, I build off-air extensions that drive uh, our loyal and passionate audiences to engage with these brands and products. Um, and then, overall, just really work to make sure that we are connecting um, our IP. Our television shows to our audiences in unique, creative, and exciting ways. So that's what I do.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, So one word: phenomenal. Like that's amazing. Um, It sounds like you know such an exciting. Sounds like such an exciting career. Something that would really just keep you moving and growing, and just um, because. Television is changing all of the time. And so I'm sure those relationships, you know, just staying on top of the relationships and and branching out to build new partnerships, that keeps your skills, like, really fresh, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I tend to be a creative person at my core. Um, And then, of course, with what I do, creativity is the crux of our company when it comes to the type of TV shows that we're developing and producing, and then when you think about, you know, commercial brands, their goal is always to make sure that their campaign can resonate with their target target audiences, um, and of course, viewers, you know, they're tuned into television programs, whether it be on linear television, or OTT platforms, or streaming channels, so, you know, I have the awesome task and responsibility of figuring out how I can create different, unique, innovative ways to connect the dots um, and create these partnerships and integrations with our show that really deliver on the brand's goals and objectives, but then also create that integration within our shows in a way where viewers... You know, tune in, they don't tune out and feel like they're being marketed to, you know, as they're watching or, you know, enjoying some of their favorite television shows and programs. So that's the part when it comes to the on air piece. But what I also love um, are the extensions that I get to build. So if I use American Idol as an example, that's a show I worked on for many years um, in the beginning of my career. <clears throat> And if you think about Coke and Ford and AT and T, it was it was an integrating the brand in the show, but then also trying to drive traffic out of the show to retail. So when you go to your favorite grocery store and you see that Coke display and. You know, they're asking you to buy a six-pack and enter to win tickets to see the American Idol finale. Those are the types of opportunities and programs that um, my team and I get to develop. Um, and it starts with us. So I think that's the beauty with what I do. i um, seeing something come to life that actually just started, you know, with an idea. Um, and, yeah, it keeps it fresh. It keeps it fun um, and, and challenging for me. So uh, I, I do enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can attest to Tamiya's to uh, creativity, you know. <laughs> uh, just over <laughs> the many years that I've known you, you um, absolutely have a creative spirit. Just um, And not just with you, – you, your professionalism comes forth in everything that you do. Everything you do is great. So I really appreciate and admire that about you.
1: Well, thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, so there are several questions that are standard questions. And thank you for sharing all of that and giving us um, – the the scope of your job and um, and your career and also um, the company that you work for and what they do um, mm-hmm. so um, there are several questions that I ask every person that every person that is interviewed on Phenomenal Mo- Woman Wednesday and I'll start with those so mm-hmm. from your perspective what does it mean to be a phenomenal woman?
1: Mm, What does it mean to be a phenomenal woman? Um, I think a phenomenal woman isn't always what you do. I think a big piece of that is who you are. Um, the example you set, how you lead, what you stand for. Um, I feel in this day and age, it's so important to be authentic, your authentic self, um, mm-hmm. because that's all you have at the end of the day who you are and who God has blessed you to be. And by you being that, you know, unapolog- unapologetically, um, and authentically, um, it's inspiring and encouraging others. Um, you know, we live in a time where young people are watching, and it's so important for you know people who are your peers, are your friends, are in your 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 peer group, if you will, um, colleagues, um, fellow coworkers, to be able to learn. And learning isn't always by you de- preaching and telling people, oh, do it this way or do it that way. It's actually by you walking it out um, and allowing your light, your example, to be a reflection um, to other people. So I like to say it's not, you know, what you do and what title you have or Any of that—that makes you phenomenal. We are all phenomenal in our own way, in our own right, Mm -hmm. and provided that you're allowing that to speak for you and to be the thing that represents you, then that what—that is what makes you know us all phenomenal women.
0: Yeah. Oh wow, that's an awesome response. You know, just to tag onto what you said, um, you know, here at Phenomenal Woman Wednesday, our whole motto is living your truth you know being your authentic self so I'm, I'm really happy to hear you mention that um, especially with um, the social media presence which we'll get into um, in a little bit but um, yeah thank you would you, who would you say would have been the phenomenal woman in your life?
1: Well, I am blessed to have um, a lot of great examples in my immediate family, um, Mm -hmm. starting from my grandmother, Mm -hmm. who just were very strong, powerful women. Um, Mm -hmm. We were very close, you know, with our grandparents growing up, and, you know, my mother-grand and my (laughs) mama-son, they even had, you know, unique names because they really wanted not to, you know, just be traditional, but really, you know, live out um, that role for for my sisters and I. Mm -hmm. Um, But just how they lived and what they shared with us and what they worked very hard to instill in us by way of morals and values um, and ethics. Um, My mother is a phenomenal woman. Um, She's one of the most selfless people I know. She is a giver. In my mind, in my eyes, she is salt of the earth. Um, You know, her whole motto is to help others to be well and to encourage them. She's a psychologist, but just being raised by such a dynamic woman who, you know, really worked hard to make sure my sisters and I, you know, could thrive um, and achieve our dreams and goals um, the way that she has. Um, My older sister is a phenomenal woman. Um, you know she is an excellent mother, wise business owner. Um, she recently has had a stroke at the age you know of forty five and just seeing her rebound and fight to make sure that you know she is there for her her family um, has really just encouraged and inspired me um, and then my younger sister she's younger than me but I learned so much mm-hmm. from her, um, she is so driven. <laughs> she speaks her mind, she's confident. she stands in what she believes in. Um, and she just also encourages and inspires me. So um, I'm thankful to have you know a lot of great women around me that, that again are phenomenal in their own way. but mm-hmm. like I said, what makes them phenomenal? And what makes them phenomenal to me is how they lead by example um, and how they um, allow who they are authentically to speak for or for themselves.
0: Awesome. I I love those um, terms of endearment that you have for your grandmother. (laughs) Mothers. What is it? Mama Grand? and... Grandma. Grandma and, and yeah, mama, but, S- Mother <laughs> Grand, which is grandmother backwards,
1: uh-huh. and then Mama Son. My my Mama Son travel S- and Asian culture was, <laughs> was was near and dear to her heart, so she adopted that, that word mama side.
0: Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um as you reflect on yourself and your own personal development, your life how have you adopted any of the characteristics that you spoke about, um, about those phenomenal women in your life into your own person?
1: Mm, um, that's a great question. Um, That's the thing, to always be cognizant and conscious of trying to let those things, you know, come to the forefront. I think sometimes we get so focused and head down in, you know, what we're supposed to do in our day-to-day, but in my specific role, I see, you know, I'm a leader, Mm -hmm. and my dad has actually taught me that, you know, the sign of a great leader is one who knows how to serve, Mm -hmm. and in serving my team, serving my department, it's those characteristics that actually Um, are the things that I want to speak for me um, and allowing those characteristics to, you know, demonstrate who Tamiya is and what Tamiya stands for. So it is being um, someone who encourages. It is being someone who inspires. It's being someone who is selfless, someone who knows how to give, um, someone who is thoughtful, someone who is caring. Um, I'm sure in all of our careers we've had a lot of great bosses. We've also had some bad ones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when I started my career trajectory, you know, my father has always been, you know, my biggest cheerleader, a huge champion. Um, you know, he was a leader. Um, in an organization before he retired so in terms of leadership and allowing certain characteristics to come to the forefront um, Mm -hmm. I've taken a lot of advice um, and direction from him Mm -hmm. so again going back to him saying you know a sign of a great leader is one who serves I want to serve with those characteristics that really speak to you know what I stand for and what I represent you know at my core Um, phenomenally so yeah I think that's yeah, that's how I see
0: it. That's awesome. I mean, just to have that perspective of um, being of service and how that feeds your ability to lead in an effective way. Um, and like you mentioned, we've all had those bosses who have been um, amazing and then some who yeah. were not quite so. Um, right. Yeah, I, I can absolutely relate to that. You know, I had one who, um, she's still in my life. She's always been an amazing woman. Her name her name is Mary, and um, she's hands down just um, a a wonderful person from the inside out. And she (coughs) led with that same spirit that you're speaking about. Um, And then, and then I I know of another one that I won't call out, but um, you know. Um, and and that, that one is on the other end (laughs) of the spectrum, but even those people teach us, you know, how we don't, how, how not to be right. So we, we kind of learn from experience. So it's all, it's not all for not, you know, we, we always are evolving and learning.
1: And not conforming to what, you know, others think Mm -hmm. is the role or how you are to be as a leader or boss, but really making that role your own based mm-hmm. upon, um, you know, what's most important to you, what are those characteristics, what are those qualities that not only define you as a person, but define, you know, the legacy you want to mm-hmm. lead, uh, you want to you Um, you know, everyone's not a leader, everyone's not a boss, everyone's not a manager, mm-hmm. although a lot of people would like to believe that they are, um, but at the end of the day, these are people's careers, you know, that you have in your hand, their development, their growth, um, their professional trajectory. So it's important that you're able to breathe into that, you're able to take that seriously. Um, but then also, you're able to shake um, and coach based upon, you know, what has helped you <laughs> mm-hmm. to become the professional leader you are, but then also those things that have you know,
0: not been so useful or helpful. So you know, it's a mixed bag, um, and you take the best—the best of both. That's that's awesome. I, I love that. Um, and that's <laughs> and that's a perfect segue into the next question because um, when you, you're talking about um, standing firm on what you believe and bringing forth who you are in what you do, mm. and so um, when you think about your profession. Um, and what you do being, um, in the entertainment industry, you know, how Mm -hmm, do you maintain a balance with respect to your self image? You know, in other words, how Uh, do you manage like all of the external sources of validation that are out there, um, in relationship to how you view your self worth?
1: Yeah, I love that question. Um, because it actually played a huge part in my development in my early years being in this business. Um, I stepped into this business right out of college. In fact, I stepped into it while I was in college having an internship Mm -hmm. um, at Sony Pictures. And entertainment, you know, it can be, you know, uh, (laughs) it can be quite an interesting industry. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I saw a lot that, you know, some concerns, and I was in situations that were a little concerning but also challenging um, for me. I, you know, want to say and go on record and say I am a woman of faith, mm-hmm. um, and a, the, the person I am has been shaped by um, what I believe and who I believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in God, so mm-hmm. um, a lot of I'm going to say what I choose to represent really comes um, from my Christian upbringing. Mm -hmm. So being young and vibrant and excited about being in entertainment, but being exposed to some things that were a conflict Mm -hmm. to what I stand for... um, I called my dad one time, (laughs) and I said, Mm -hmm. Dad, you know, I don't know if this is for me. I'm, you know, being in this, and I'm being expected to do that, and expected to go here and do that. And it's just, I don't know what to do. And I'll never forget it. I think I might have been 21, 22, and my dad said, no, you're exactly where you're supposed to be, because God needs his people and entertainment, too. Your job is not to conform. Your job is to confront. Your job is to stand, and your job is to represent are provided that you let your light shine that's all you have to do because that is how change occurs It's not about you adjusting to what is it's about you reflecting who you are Mm -hmm. and I'll never forget that advice and from that day on I realized I don't have to change who I am I don't have to be something that I'm not Mm -hmm. all I have to do is be Tamiya um I know who I am (laughs) <laughs> I know mm-hmm. who I am, mm-hmm. I know what I stand for, and because of that, yeah, it's a matter of allowing your true self-image to, like I said, speak for you, allowing mm-hmm. it to lead the way, and it will open doors, and people adjust. I mean, sometimes we think we have to fit a certain mold, and if we don't, we won't be accepted. No, people will adjust, um, mm-hmm. and if they can't adjust, then maybe that's when you do ask questions of whether or not this is the place that you know you need to be in or, or you're able to thrive. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, it is holding true um, to your beliefs, your self-image, what you want to reflect, and then allowing everything else just to fall in line. And if that's a place you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. then it will, you know, everything will come together. My dad says, you know, when it fits like a glove, then then you know you're in the right place. So, um, because of that and the advice that I was given early on, yeah, I've never had a problem with self-image or feeling as if I have to conform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we all have to be flexible, you know, as my younger sister says, what doesn't bend will break, but not at the expense of you selling out or you doing something that contradicts, you know, your beliefs, your moral compass, um, your ethics, your values, those are important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, it's important to be in an environment um, where those things are appreciated and they're valued, um, but most importantly, they're accepted.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, I, I, I love everything that you just said because of the crutch of it. It sounds like what you're saying is you released the fear of being accepted. Um, you, yeah. you just you, you stood in stood firmly with who you are and allowed everyone else to benefit from that and it sounds like they it found was. it very beneficial
1: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah I mean it yeah. has been and mm-hmm. I think that's The other thing, you know, in my career, you know, there's not a lot of African-Americans, believe it or not, and there's certainly not a lot of African-American women. So Mm -hmm. I naturally, you know, sometimes question, you know, you don't want to be viewed as this or is this too much. Is this not enough? Oh, yeah. You can do that until you are blue in the face. And at the end of the day, you are not going to ever be able to impress everybody or give everybody what they're looking for. So that's all the more reason why all you can do is stand in your truth and be true to who you are, and let everything else fall into line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, you know, it, it's an uphill battle, and it is a fight, it's a war you've never went So don't even go there. Just again, allow yourself to shine your <laughs> your mm-hmm. light, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and it will open the door. It will open the door.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I think, and you know, there was an earlier podcast that I did um, about natural hair, and this kind of reminds me of that. That in in that same vein, because I was talking about how, um, I used to go into these boardrooms and, um, you know, I had to make sure my hair was stick straight and I had to make sure if I didn't have time to make it stick straight, I had to make sure that it was tame. Like, you know, I had to, you know, beat these curls down and (laughs) make sure they fit because I felt the pressure of, um, wanting to, uh, I was, you know, ascending in my career and wanting to appear to be a team player um, right. externally, where, um, you know, in reality, um, it was doing something else to me. As well. Right. Um, you know, right. And so eventually, you know, I did evolve to the point where I was like, you know what? Why am I apologizing for my, who I am? <laughs> you know, right. like I, I, this is me, you know, because it's a psychology that it, for me and I, right. I'm, not, I'm not saying, you know, I get I'm not this is by no means my saying wearing your hair stick straight or, you know, wearing your hair, you know, in a in a, in very neat um you know, slick styles is um, oppressive to everyone. I'm just saying that for me, the reasons why I was doing it was affecting my psychology because um, when you do it in one place, when you're apologizing for who you are in one instance, you end up apologizing for who you are in other instances and that's just unacceptable. (laughs) Um, Sure. And those are
1: a lot of the pressures and challenges that, you know, we naturally face. And mm -hmm. of course, Everyone's environment is is different. Mm -hmm. You know, I work in entertainment, so Mm -hmm. it's a little bit more acceptable Mm to, you know, go against the brain and be a little bit, you know, more, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Living out loud, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, But to your point... You know, I think that organizations and companies thrive where there is diversity Mm -hmm. in thought, in appearance, in people, in backgrounds, in cultures. Right. And if you're always, or we're always trying to conform to what is the mainstream, how are you able to influence? you know, the room based upon what you bring to the table, you know, that's your secret sauce. Who you are as a person, you know, is that secret ingredient in the master mix. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to, you know, make your paprika, you know, taste and look, you know, like someone else's cinnamon, Mm -hmm. no, that's too much of one flavor. For all you know, when you put both ingredients in that mix, just the bold flavor that can come from it um that's a weird example but that just came to the top of my head so yeah. i decided to share that yeah no, no. but it goes back to um you know a uh, parent uh, appearance that i made recently on a show for fox soul that was all about you know how important it is to have you know other voices at the table in the room when certain decisions are being made and you know um That's why we can't silence who we are, our presence, our light, whatever it is, um, just because you never know what impact, um, you know, your authentic, credible self, you know, is making to whatever decisions are being made, um, or whatever, you know, project is being greenlit, whatever the case is, um. So that's why, yeah, we kind of have to stand in our truth. And, yeah, sometimes we'll always have that question, or is it too much? Is it not enough? Mm-hmm. We'll always have that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, it, it's a pressure, you know, to challenge that. It, it's very realistic and natural. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, we, kind of, we all have to kind of figure it out ourselves and plot our course, um, you know, effectively. So. I off That's
0: what
1: I'll say there. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I agree.
0: Can go on and on. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, so you kind of touched on um, this, but I, I would like to maybe have a summary list of you know five traits um, that you've used or you have adhered to to help facilitate your professional growth. There's a lot of uh, my listeners out there who are on that. Ascension in their careers, and they really are um, really trying to uh, grasp on to what they can do to, you know, make that or facilitate that um, ascension for themselves. So, what would you say are the top five traits that have helped you?
1: Yeah, the top five traits that have helped me um, number one, I'm going to say commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, It is so important to commit to follow through, um, to see something through to the end. Um, commitment is one. Dedication is another. Um, you can commit to something, you know, and just get it done, but it's a different story when you fully dedicate it, you fully dedicate to it. Um, and for me, that is putting in, the fullness Mm -hmm. (laughs) of to my whatever I have to throw against this project or this program, that is exactly what I'm going to do. Number three is passion. If you don't care, if you aren't connected, it's not going to be effective. You genuinely have to be passionate about what you're doing. um, Because, in my line of work, I represent this idea. This idea started in my head, and if I'm not passionate about it and I'm not able to present it in a way that it, you know, requires or deserves, I'm not going to get people to buy in um, and say, oh, my gosh, that's a good a good idea. Let's move forward with it. Number three would be passion. Um, number four would be patience. Okay. Um. Depending on the type of woman you are, and I can only imagine the type of women your viewers are, you know, we are designed, we're programmed to get in there, make it happen, make oh, it yeah. work <laughs> by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we have to be patient with ourselves um, and allow things to evolve in their own time, in their own way, mm-hmm. um, and at their own speed. So that's mm-hmm. another uh, big thing with the patience, And then number five, I would have to say, enjoy it, <laughs> um, to, to find enjoyment in what you do. Um, sometimes that's easier said than done, um, but it's really about getting down to the bottom of, you know, what makes you tick? Um, what brings you fulfillment? What brings you excitement? When we think about our lives, we spend so much time, you know, in our careers. So, Mm -hmm. why would you want to do something for such a long amount, you know, of your time that you really are getting enjoyment from? So, enjoy what you do. Um, I like to say, Again, it's easier said than done for some time. So I don't want to come off as if it's like, oh yeah, that's the the, that's the the solution. Um, Those are things that have to be figured out and fine tuned. But Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we we want to work to live, not not. I'm sorry. Yeah, we want to work to live, not live to work. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also an enjoyment. That's a, a big piece of that is balance. I used to be one of those people who was so driven and my work ethic was, you know, so severe that I wasn't creating me time for myself. Um, And the other side of mine, the other things that I want to do, you know, my whole Mm -hmm. life is not my job. My whole life is not my career. But Mm -hmm. what I uh, was giving out, you, you would think that it was. So I realized part of that enjoyment, enjoyment of life, is also creating that work-life balance. So taking time for you, taking time for others, taking time to enjoy family and friends, you know, um, and relax. So when I say enjoyment, you know, it's multi-pronged. Um, it is just making sure that you aren't just grinding for the sake of grinding, but you are getting some benefit
0: out of it and, and whatever that, that means to you. Yeah, I love that To Work to live and not live to work. <laughs> that's yeah. um, that's that's. I think that's so important, and also the enjoyment, you know, that you mentioned. So, working to live and not living to work. I think that's something that, especially if you are, um, if you do have a strong work ethic, it's a very difficult. Yeah. Um, lesson to learn, and the sooner you can learn it, <laughs> you know, the better yeah. uh, because you can become, you know, very, very overwhelmed with too right. much of a good thing, you know. Um, right. And, so, <laughs> and you
1: know, sometimes I'm aware of it, mm-hmm. you know, going back to the point of having great bosses. One great boss told me when, you know, I'm in my 20s and, you know, he's receiving emails from me at, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning just because, you know, I'm just on that that wheel, like a hamster, just running, 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 running. Mm -hmm. And he finally pulled me aside. So you think you can dance was one of our shows at the time. And he said, Samaya, you know, when you are in the hospital with tubes coming out of, you know, various parts of your body because you have suffered a heart attack or a stroke or whatever it is, so you think you can dance will still be on Fox at 8 p.m. And that was his way of saying, you have got to take care of you because Mm -hmm. whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, this show is still going to be on air. So why compromise yourself for something that doesn't care about you the way that you are caring about it? And I was just like, you're so right. (laughs) (laughs) So, and it was a season when I was missing birthday parties and missing big events that my friends were having. Mm -hmm. because I was like, oh no, I'm in the office. I gotta work. But no. You can go. You just Mm -hmm. have to figure out how you can do both. Because there's always a way. Mm -hmm. We make time for what we want to make time for. So Um, at the end of the day, it's being aware and being alert and and being, um, you know... Having, having that, that, that that sense of when you are, you know, compromising things that are important or you're saying no or giving up to things that you just can't get back. I can't get back a friend's 40th birthday party, but I can get back, you know, four hours that I might have to put this project on hold in order to go. So it's making those minor shifts um, and allowing us to enjoy, again, going back to that word enjoy. Our lives, and that is the career side as well. I mean, the
0: professional side as well as the the personal side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and finding ways to do that. Yeah, and it's you know, and just to you know, tag on to what you're saying, you <clears throat> you find time for the things that really do matter in your life. And maybe that's the culture that that cultural shift that you make in terms of how you allow yourself to be valued in the workspace. And it's like, for example, like, you know, um, I remember in my own career, I would, you know, have this project and I would do the hell out of that project i'm like oh my gosh this is amazing i would turn it over very quickly and you know that's my work ethic right i want to do you know a, an amazing job but maybe for that particular project i i really had an unrealistic approach like i was just powering through non-stop and i you know like full steam ahead and what happened after that can you guess <laughs> no, what They gave me another project with the and now the expectations were that I do that project uh, the same way. So it created a culture yeah, <laughs> of how I should be for valued. That, yeah. I've got to work that mm-hmm. not
1: become a victim of your own
0: success. There you go. Yeah, so uh-huh. yeah, so <laughs> I had to like learn to teach others how to treat me and value me and my time. So Correct. Um, so that's really um important. Especially how you you articulated that. Yeah. Um. So. That's such, such a great example. One of the things that I think that and we've kind of touched upon it throughout this interview, but um, is just blocking out the external noise um, and finding your own voice. Um, can you right. uh, provide a um, your perspective on? How, how does one find their own voice and and basically mute the external noise? Right,
1: um, I think the, a big piece of that in, in finding your own voice is first of all trusting it. No one can express your thoughts, no one can mm-hmm. communicate for you the way that you can communicate for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you are the expert, you, know, you are the CEO, you are the boss. Your thoughts, your voice. So I love that. you have to trust that whatever you're sharing, whatever you're contributing, number one is valuable because it's coming from you. So just right off the, 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 the right off the gate, right mm-hmm. out the gate, um, you know, it's, it's important. It's valuable. So trusting mm-hmm. your voice, um, your thoughts, your opinion, um, and presenting it, you know, with that that confidence and that assurance, um, there will always be external voices. It is just the way that the world yeah. works. Mm-hmm. But you do have to tune it out um, and um, be able to, you know, again, represent yourself in the most authentic way The real, the this is what it is type of way. Yes, you know, there's sophistication and there's fine tuning in that. Mm -hmm. But it really comes down to your thoughts, your perspective, and trusting and believing that what you have to contribute to the conversation or whatever is happening Uh, has a purpose, um, and it serves a value, Mm -hmm. Um, and that gives you the freedom to be able to tune out the rest and just really focus in um, on on what it is that you're bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. So it it comes down to trust, I would say.
0: Trusting yourself. Trusting that that little um, voice in your own head (laughs) and trusting your gut, you know. Um,
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. I always say, um, at least for me, um, I have um physical cues for when I'm going with my gut and against my gut. It yeah. can be just like it's almost like a physical sickness that I get, you know, like, um, uh, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, you know, and, and 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 then every single time moving against that, like still moving forward with whatever that plan is, whatever that thing is. Um right. and I have that feeling, that gut feeling it never yeah. works out well. Like there's always something right. on the other side that's like, and then I'm like, ah, I should have listened to myself. I should have gone with my own intuition uh, because you already kind of know, you you know, within yourself what's right for you, uh, I, I right. believe.
1: Um, and no one will know it like you do those are those internal checks for me Mm -hmm. I say follow the breadcrumbs of the spirit you know Mm -hmm. these little bitty you know guys these little signs these little feelings that you're feeling along the way to confirm or correct if you're on you know the proper path or not so um, provided that you are able to just really hone in and center and listen to what you're receiving internally and externally because the two go together um then yeah, you, you
0: gotta follow that guide. Follow the breadcrumbs of the spirit. I love that. I've heard you say that before. I love that. Follow the breadcrumbs <laughs> of the spirit. Yes. I love that. Um, um, you have so many wonderful quotes. I'm I'm just writing them all down. The
1: moment majority of them I get them from
0: my father. <laughs> He's like my Yoda. He's so wise. Yeah, these are amazing. You are the CEO of your own voice. Like I, I love it. Okay. I'll definitely be sharing those Um, okay so then um, you being a goal oriented person obviously you are goal oriented and um, you have I'm assuming set various goals for your own life throughout your 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 time here right so how do you approach setting goals in your own life do you sit down on January 1 and say okay for 2020 I'm going to do these things, one through ten, or you know, what is your approach? How do you how do you manage that?
1: Yeah, that's a great one. It took me a long time to to start doing that. Uh, <laughs> I think before I just was, you know, I just you know roll with the punches and just you know, let let life take its course until you realize, no, there's some other goals that you have in life that you aren't achieving quite yet. And mm-hmm. that's because you haven't really, you know, taken time to do a proper evaluation. So to answer your question, it is setting time to do an evaluation. Um, you know, I'm not that January 1, December thirty first. set New Year's resolutions, Mm because we know the majority of people don't necessarily keep those, and if they do, well done, congratulations, that's awesome, (laughs) I'm not one of those people, Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit more of a free spirit, um, because the other thing that I, I try to do is, you know, trust in God. And put my faith in what he has for me in the proper season and the proper faith. So my way of setting goals is to pray about them. See him, give them to him, let him know, these are the things, Father, that I want to see happen in my life. These are the things that, you know, I want to see take shape, you know, Mm -hmm. as I like to describe them. These are the desires of my heart. Um, And those typically include the goals um, and things that I want to have happen, things that I want to see realized, things that, you know, I want to to develop in, um, so forth and so on. So these are the things that I commit to prayer and through the year, I just continue to pray about them, you know, and seek Him for answers, seek Him for direction, seek Him for guidance Um, because at the end of the day, um, you know, my prayer is, these are the desires of my heart, but if these are, not you know, part of your plan and your will and your purpose for my life, then shift these desires to align with your desires for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And to this date never failed me it has been my mo <laughs> from my 20s um and I really believe you know a lot of what I've experienced in my life and you know getting to the place that I am now where I feel you know very um fulfilled if mm-hmm. you will there are things that I still absolutely you know want to have happen um that are still TBD but like I said in his hands um mm-hmm. I'm allowing him to guide me um you know, to the point of achieving those things no differently than He's guided me and allowed me to achieve. You know what I have had uh, to date. So um, mm-hmm. that's how I approach goals. I approach my goals through through prayer.
0: Yeah, awesome. You, I mean, because and that's a very courageous thing to do because we want to control everything. You know, we want to All control right. everything. Um, and I, right. I mean, I'm not ashamed to admit there are times when, um, you know, I, I also pray um, and there are times when I've been in um, working through difficult life situations and I want them to have a specific outcome. Like I needed to go. Yeah. I only wanted to That's fit right. in this Box, right, <laughs> so so yeah. I have withheld prayers and some i I mean i'm I'm just being totally transparent with withheld because I was fearful that um and eventually I have to surrender and pray, but you know right. at the onset it's like okay I, I don't okay, I'm not quite ready to give it to you yet, right because right. you might be up to some other stuff <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just, you and know I, I like need you. it. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to go this way, and, and so if right. I give it to you, I
1: don't know what you're right. gonna do.
0: You know, so that's a very that's courageous like, thing to do. Like honestly, it's courageous. Well, as much
1: as I want to take take credit and be like, oh, thanks, you No, know, I had to learn the hard way, Sarai. It's mm-hmm. courageous now because you know I've chased, I've, I've, gone, I've I had to learn the, the hard way. And as my dad says, don't box God in, like
0: don't box him in.
1: You know, mm-hmm. our job is to he's he, he promised to take us there. It's not about, as my dad says, it's not about the the, the, the destination. It's about the journey. You yes. are on a journey. That's what life is. And our job is to, you know, sit in the back seat. Don't tell him to turn right. Don't tell him to turn left. Don't tell him that there's a shortcut around this bend. Let him drive and yes. he will take you to where it is that Has for you to go. So when I was able to acquiesce and give up the reins, because yes, I want to, I do that by nature. I do that in my day to day, just having that control. Mm -hmm. Um, I finally realized this isn't getting me to to where I want to be. What do I need to do differently? And that was being able to. Service. Put it in his hand. Mm-hmm. easier said than done, because yes, you want to, you know, give him tips and say, okay, God, are you sure? But <laughs> you them at the end of the day, that's what faith is about. That's what faith that's is so about. Funny. I doubt you saw it say, God's never going to tell you everything nook and cranny, mm-hmm. because if he did, it doesn't require you to have faith.
0: That's right. And at the end of the day,
1: we know that it's impossible to please him without it. So mm-hmm. he wants to have us to have faith and if we're able to do that, he'll deliver in our lives. So yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I I love that. I love that. That's just so funny to me. Um, don't give God tips like, um, that it sounds so ridiculous, but it's so true. It's like what we do. Right. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> like,
0: let me, um, let me, let me let you in on some things. God.
1: <laughs> you, I, you right.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So Tamaya. um, one thing that I would like to ask you um, is how do you describe the importance of um, friendship in your life? And um, you've already touched upon, you know, faith and its role in your life and um, how you surrender to God and you, you pray and, yeah. um, and he guides your path. But in terms of your friendship, how do you, how do you how would you describe the importance of friends?
1: Uh, bless. Very, very blessed. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, two phenomenal women in my life are two of my sisters. Who are mm-hmm. thankful that they're not just my sisters; they're also my friends. But I also mm-hmm. have friends who also have mm-hmm. become my sisters. Mm-hmm. And you know. It is an amazing blessing to have women in your life who inspire you for so many different ways, and I am so thankful that I have a core group of five women who do exactly that. Um, For my 30th birthday, I decided to really just let them know how much I admire them, how Mm -hmm. much they inspire me for various reasons, and... um, These women, (laughs) I mean, they are heavy hitters in their own right. They are professionals. They are mothers. They are daughters. They are friends. They are wives. They are all these amazing things. And I'm just truly blessed to have these five friends who, like I said, are sisters who will tell me like it is. They will tell me when I'm wrong. They will praise me when I'm right. They are there when I need a shoulder to cry on, someone to laugh with. But I think the great thing is we cheer for each other, we celebrate each other, we applaud each other, and, you know, these women are amazing. Their names happen to be Shanae, Monet, Kiana, Ebony, and this wonderful woman I'm talking to right now, Saran. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm grateful that these women, like I said, you know, we have amazing moments amazing times um but i really don't classify them as friendships i classify them as my sisters because over the years they've grown the be family um and they are a critical piece in going back to that enjoyment of life because you don't want to just have the work 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 but you don't have those moments that at the end of the day that's what really matters um again based upon the person that i am um so friendships are important um but sisterships um, mm-hmm. is what I define
0: it and classify them as. Yeah, and I, I'm very grateful and honored <laughs> to, to be in that in that, that group of five that you called out. Um, you and, and what I love about <clears throat> our group is that you have women that are very different from one another, but still yeah. you know, held by a common thread. So it gives you such a different perspective. I mean, in that group, you have, um, you know, survivors of, you know, a breast cancer survivor. You have, right. um, you know, a, an OBGYN. You have, I mean, just right. all of these different, I mean, and I, without, and just because I'm not calling out every other person, but I'm yeah, just saying no, that's like, just great yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, amazing women um, that are really just think- a lot
1: right I, I liken it to a quilt you know a quilt is beautiful because the patches are so unique no two patches are alike they are authentic they are unique they are special in their own way and that's what makes a quilt so beautiful um, that's what they are but the common denominator is you know love and friendship um, support um, and just I mean what I, I love is the work that just stands out so much um you know going back to my sister's stroke like those were the first phone calls I made (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I knew you know when I say you have me at hello and they I have them at hello I absolutely do the moment I said hello you guys were able to hear it in my voice and the first thing if I think about Kiana she's like what's wrong (laughs) what's wrong She just knew Shanae. I couldn't even get the words out, but it just really speaks our bond. Um, It's all predicated and based in our. Amazing sorority, ask how Sorority Incorporated, it, but it's gone beyond that. Yeah. Um, and these are women like when we're eighty, we'll be doing road trips, you know, with we'll our husbands and the, you know, the kids at home. But you know, we'll be going off, you know, <laughs> and doing <laughs> something amazing just because that's just how we do things.
0: And a photo and a photo shoot, right? and a
1: photo shoot, <laughs> yes, <laughs> every ten <Okay>. years. <laughs>
0: Okay, so my final question for you uh-huh. is: um, We are living in an unprecedented time. We have an unprecedented yes. event—a global pandemic, COVID nineteen. Yeah. So, what do you think now that we, you know, we're all staying at home, we're all having to sit right, in right. place? What is COVID nineteen teaching us?
1: Oh, I love this question. It's teaching us two things. Number one, in the beginning of this, just with how it was so inconvenient and how it made things awkward and you're forced to stay at home and things are closed and you can't visit people. When I think about how much I was complaining and just mad about that, my perspective has completely shifted. I think it's teaching us to value the things that we didn't think much about before, I would do anything right now to be able to hug my father, to be able to hug my mother. Instead, I take them food, I take them groceries, I leave them outside their house and get in my car. Mm -hmm. Just that human touch, that connection, being able to just stop and appreciate the things that I didn't appreciate before. Um, that is what this is teaching me. Going back to me being just annoyed and irritated about how inconven- uh, how inconvenience this whole thing is. When I think about the people who have lost loved ones, you no, know, yeah. I still have breath in my body. Yeah. I still have the ability to wake up. I still have a job. I, people have lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have things that other people right now, unfortunately, have lost. So when I talk about this, or when I say the spirit of gratitude and being able to be grateful, not just for what I have and where I am right now, but for so many things that I just didn't really appreciate the benefit of before. So I think right now COVID-19 is making us reset. It's making us reevaluate, and it's making us, you know, reconsider, if if that's a word, just life. Um, what is most important at the end of the day and to be grateful for um, what we have and who we have in our lives. So that's one. Number two, it is... Please, I hope it is teaching us. We have got to vote. We really have got to vote. The disease is one piece of this, but how this is being managed is another piece. And when I think about what this disease does to African Americans, um, you know, who have underlying conditions, Mm -hmm. who don't necessarily have certain resources, um, just the economical, you know, um, um, components of this, we have got to vote. <laughs> and if we never understood that before, I hope this teaches us
0: now. I couldn't agree with you more. We can't just let allow life to happen to us. We have to use our voice and we have to use our voting power. With that, thank you to Maya for taking the time to be a guest on Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Power365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. I believe that every woman gifts the universe with her own strengths and unique characteristics simply because she is born. the universe benefits. Every woman is growing, learning, and evolving. On this channel, only positive seeds are sown no matter how flawed the soil. Take care and have a phenomenal Wednesday.